Welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast. My name is Jason Kitarski, and this episode is going to be a little bit different. If you listen really closely, <laughs> you hear the beautiful sounds of, uh, what year is this, Jeff? 2000. A 2000 Toyota Camry uh, puttering along the expressway in Wisconsin. Uh, so the background noise, I apologize for that. But we're just coming to you live from Milwaukee. <laughs> so, it's so awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I have a couple special guests with me. Uh, Andy Lennox is uh, not with us today, but I have uh, two stand-ins for him today. So um, my, my two guests today is uh, Jeff Large, one of the uh, founders of a new publishing company from Grand Rapids, Michigan, called Happy Mitten Games, and my friend Rob Couch, who is one of the co-hosts of the Building the Game podcast you're and also a fledgling in the toll lane for cash, dude. Got it. Yeah. There we go. There, there we go. go. Whoa! Hey, it's an Live adventure. Awesome. Live on the radio. On, on the, the radio. Podcast. There we go. Um, and a fledgling <laughs> game designer as well. So we're on our way back from uh, an event called Protospiel, which is a place where game designers and publishers meet up to test new games and get feedback. And publishers sometimes go there to look at new games and and, and pick them up. So uh, we all live in Michigan. We're all podcasters. We're all friends. And um, so, you know, we chipped in on a tank of gas to go spend a day in Milwaukee. Um, and then, you know, we realized that uh, our podcast is launched you. the next day and we don't have all the content we need. We're paying a toll right now, so that's what's happening. Yeah. I'm giving you the commentary on our lives. <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. But um, <laughs> I'm just going to give uh, each of these dudes uh, a minute to uh, to kind of tell you a little bit about um, who they are, what, they, what they're up to in their own words. And um, what maybe just something simple about what it, what it, what brought you into this gaming thing? What gets you excited about gaming? Because that's what the show is all about. It's about great games and and why we love what we do uh, and, and this hobby that we're a part of. So why don't we start with Rob? Because uh, Jeff's Check about to have, pay a toll pay here. A toll, right. So Rob, tell me some stuff. Some stuff. Well, yeah. Hey, I'm uh, I'm Rob Couch. I'm one of the co-hosts of Hello. Building the Game, How are you? a documentary podcast. Um, <laughs> I hope you succeed. <laughs> I believe in you, man. Push through, push through. Thank you. Tell me what we got. <laughs> oh, man, that's real, real, real stuff there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Building a Game Documentary Podcast, uh, me and my co-host Jason, we've been doing this podcast for going on uh, going on three years now. Uh, just about to hit our 100th episode, which is pretty exciting. Um, oh, gosh, let's see. Um, I've, uh, I, I am so far an unpublished designer. I'm working pretty hard on getting something happening. Uh, I got into game design just, I mean, like so many people, you know, you start playing a game and, and it just kind of clicks for you and, you and, you know, you have that moment of revelation the first time you play the, the Euro game that's not Monopoly or Clue and you go, oh, holy cow, this can be so much better. I, I wonder if I could do that. That's kind of what, what triggered it for me, made me want to be a designer. Um, and then going out and trying to, to find stuff on the internet, find... Uh, Resources. When when I started doing this, resources were a little harder to find, and so that's why Jason and I decided to start our podcast to try and share our process of, of figuring all this stuff out with with an audience. Uh, and since then, we found so many other wonderful resources. But anyway, that's enough for me. That's awesome. Yeah, the, your show is is really cool to give people a kind of a look behind um, what it looks like to go from a total kind of new person to like hey I want to design a game so people who are coming up with prototypes and pitching to publishers and you design a lot or you design you interview a lot of designers and publishers and and you guys pitch new ideas to each other every week to see if 
you know how they sit with people and if they're worth look, uh, working on and and I think that's a really cool thing that a lot of casual game players maybe don't think about what goes into um, making a game so yeah. it's it's a neat look behind look behind the curtain kind of to to um, to games and and how they get from somebody's brain to the store shelves. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it. It's a great resource. It's yeah. inspiring to hear how many ideas you guys come up with, and um, you know, it makes me feel a little bit lazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, creativity is is just fun. It's just fun. That's awesome. All right, Jeff. Tell me a little bit about you. Uh, Jeff Large co-founded Happy Mitten Games with my bodacious wife Lee and cousin Kyle. Um, we've been at it for about a year now. We signed Matt Warden's game, previously known as For Goods and Honor, and it's taken a retheme. You can look for Ether Magic coming to Kickstarter soon. Um, and then we also run a podcast, the Happy Mitten Podcast, where we do um, a little more intensive in terms of the research where uh, Robin Jason's building the game take the design approach we spend most of our time interviewing with anybody from the industry that we feel like would bring value to the um our customer and our customer our audience from publishers to designers to artists and try to cover the the gambit of what sort of the gam gamut i always say gambit like the x-men character <laughs> <That's totally laughs> but, but it's not that yeah he's, he's one of the best um and so that's what we do and yeah, what else do you want to know? That's, no, that's really that's really cool. Um, you know, it's, it's neat to think about, like, the three layers of what our shows do. So, like, you can get a, a pretty good look at, like, the process. You start with Rob and Jason's show about making uh, games, just coming with the ideas. And your show is about, like, okay, um, getting these games, like, produced and, like, getting them to stores. And then we talk about games that just are, are already ready to go, that, that are available, and that are ready to be played by the public. So um, that's kind of a neat little... Uh, trilogy we've got going on here yeah, for sure. I like that so our show though is all about filler games right so it's these great little games that are easy uh, in, in my kind of um, frame of reference like I like to think of fillers as games that are easy to teach they have a short play time that have a low barrier of entry to somebody who's maybe not as geeky about the hobby as, as people like us are yeah um, but can be a great experience that just connects people around a table and a social experience, a gaming experience that stretches their brain. So, do you guys think of anything, um, when you think of a filler, like what makes a really good filler game? Uh, well, I mean, all those things you just said, easy to teach, easy to play, easy to, to roll into, not a, not a lot of um, mechanical complexity, I mean, there may be some strategic complexity to it, but, but not a lot of mechanical complexity. Um, I also, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of, of, of whimsy. You know, I, I think that can be beneficial to a, to a short game and, and can help it be approachable to, to people who don't, not necessarily uh, are not as hardcore or as, as serious gamer types as we are. Um, I, I also personally am a huge fan of two-player games. Most of my game playing happens just with, between my, me and my wife. Yeah, that's or, a lot of my, my experience, too. Yeah, or me and my podcast co-host. So, so I'm a big fan of two-player games, and so if I can get a good two-player, you know, 20-minute long game, uh, I'm I'm in heaven. Awesome, awesome. What about you, Jeff? Do you have any ideas about what makes a good filler in your mind? Uh, you guys said most of them already. I think it needs to be approachable, and there should be some substance and some choice packed into a nice little playable thing. It's easy to teach. It's easy to set up. It always seems to be. It needs to be quick. Um, 
it's kind of a given. They tend to be small. They don't always have to be, but they tend to be. So that of that stuff, and then what you guys already said. Awesome. So um, I, I just like to get, we, we don't do like reviews on our show, but we like to get a sense of like, what kind of games would you recommend um, for a good filler? And so, so give me a game, tell me a little bit about how it works, and then why you would recommend that as a good filler, or maybe like what audience you would recommend that game to. Either you guys got one in mind that you want to go ahead with first? Yeah, Jeff, go for it. Um, Jupur. Jupur is hands down probably my favorite two-player game. Uh, Rob was just talking about two players. Have you played it? I have not. No. You, you need to. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a must. It's fantastic. It's uh, it's one of the best two-player games, in my opinion. Jaipur? Jaipur. Jaipur like the Jaipur. city in India. Okay. Yeah. And so you basically, you have cards. Um, you're allowed, the super simplified, you're allowed to do, basically, it's three things. On your turn, you can pick up some cards. You can trade them in for some coinage or some points, point tokens, or you can collect a bunch of camels. And it sounds a little crazy um, and not super fun when I describe it like that, but it's actually, you have to play it. It's, it's super good because it's a lot of really meaningful choices um, in a very simple game, kind of like something, another one along the same tone would be like Colorado or something like that. Another just a lot of, a lot of game packed into a tiny setup and box and um, easy gameplay. So I definitely recommend that one. Yeah, the, the mechanic is, it's uh, it seems to be built around uh, timing and trading. Mm -hmm. Like you're trading cards from your hand to get the best set of stuff that's available. Yeah. You use your camels for trading back and forth with the, it's kind of a tight economic set collection. Yeah, and there's the tension of the other player because you, you got to figure out what the best balance is because you have a, a hand limit. And then you got to figure out when am I going to splurge and go for this thing because the longer you wait, the more points you can get, but then you run the risk of the other person picking it up before you and then you're just getting hosed in that sense and, and yeah. wasting the points. And so that I think that tension, um, like you just brought up, is a huge piece to why that is. It's just a lot of crucial decisions to make all the time. Yeah, and, and, and there's just a little bit less time than what you feel like you probably need mm -hmm. in the game to like do the things that you want. So. And I said economic, but that, that wasn't the right word. But, yeah, it's, it's a really tight two-player game. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and and I highly recommend it. It's uh, I think the publisher is called Gameworks. Yep. Yeah, the same guys that did, like, uh, Jamaica and some other stuff. I forget what else. Uh, Animelia or something they have, too. I haven't okay, played that okay. one. But it, the, the box size is really great, too. It comes in a, um, uh, a box that's, uh, like, Citadel's size or... Uh, it comes to like my the Heartland Great Heartland Holland Company around that size of a of a small kind of portable box. So yeah, Jaipur is a great game, especially for two two players. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's that's something we haven't really touched on a lot. But there are two player only games out there. Um, that one's worth it. Like if you have somebody you like to play games with, I usually get turned off by a two player only game, but that one's definitely worth it. Awesome, good 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 recommendation. Um, Rob, you have one that you want to throw out? Yeah, well, on, on the two-player subject, I, I I love two-player games. All the Mr. Jack games are fantastic. Uh, uh, Phantom of the Opera is kind of in the Mr. Jack series. It's one of the most amazing two-player games I've ever played. Not really fillers, though. Um, Morels is a great two-player game. That's kind of borderline filler kind of thing. It plays fast, but maybe not as fast as we're thinking. But um, but the, the one that really I love a lot is, I mean, Love Letter. Who doesn't love Love Letter? nice you know i mean it's it's two to four uh i think it's best with four uh hands down but it's it's such a simple and elegant design it, it just it just scratches every itch i've got really 
Yeah, so tell, tell just it's it's a really hot, popular game, but yeah. some people might not know what it's about. So like, sure. what's the kind of basic? Uh, if you could boil down like what the heart of that game is. Yeah, well, the setup is that uh, uh, all the players are uh, people who are in love with the princess in the castle, and you are trying to gain influence of the various people who live and work in the castle to get your love letter to the princess. Uh, and every time you successfully do that, you get points. It's a, it's also a micro game, so it's like, what is it, 18 cards, I think? I think something like that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. And and it's it, the whole game is uh, draw one, play one. Draw one, play one. It, on your turn, you draw a card and you play a card. And that is all you do. And based on the actions on those one of those 18 cards, it affects everyone else uh, around the table. Uh, it's meant to be played in rounds uh, until somebody gets four points or wins four rounds. But it's the... the the mechanics are just brain-dead simple, but the strategy and the complexity is can be mind-boggling. It's spectacular. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of deduction in there because you're yeah. trying to figure out, okay, so if these have been played, what are the odds of, you know, like, this card being the one I want it to be or not want it to be? So you're kind of, like, you know, trying to trying to figure that puzzle out the whole right. time. But like like you said, it's, it's 15 seconds to get the game going. Yep. And by the end of the game, people are like, okay, like, I'm seeing something here. Um, that is that is worth exploring further, and, you, and you're, you're going to want to play it again. Right. It's like you play that first round with new people, and those like, like the first thing you say, you draw a card, you play a card to a new player, and they go, "What? That's it?" And then by the time you're done with that first round, they go, "Oh, I get it now." Yeah. And then the rest of the game is amazing. So we we've mentioned Jaipur is a is a really great two player game, and Morels is another one, and I and I would say that's almost filler length. It, uh, I mean, it's still under an hour. Yeah. Um, it, it's easy enough to teach, um, so that that might qualify too. Um, but so love letter, it plays two to four. But I, my experiences haven't been great with two players. Like, have you guys played with two players and felt okay about that? What's your two player experience? I, I've done it a couple times with two player, and it it's okay. It's I mean, you don't get the deduction as much. You know, it's it's a little bit more random to it. Uh, um, it, it, the game, the, who, who wins, requires based more on what cards you end up with. So right. it's not as good. Yeah, it almost feel, feels like it plays itself. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to a game uh, that uh, Sanjay K, uh, Kanai also published. It's coming out from Blue Orange Games this year uh-huh. called Brave Rats. And it's it's designed to, as a two-player game. It's very similar. You have a small deck of cards, and it has that play one kind of card carry out the action but it's specifically catered for two players so i'm excited to see how that's different but cool. uh i haven't had much experience it's something to look for if you like love letter and don't care for the two-player experience i'd say brave rats is something to consider yeah um now just quickly tell me a little bit about morels because you mentioned it and I, I think it's borderline and yeah. i think it's good enough to mention this uh uh, Love Letters from AEG Games. Yep. Uh, Green Lantern Games is the company that puts out... Or, no, 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 I'm sorry. Two Lantern Games. Two Lanterns, games, yeah. Because Marvel <laughs> Comics might have some issues with Green Lantern Games. <laughs> Two Lanterns. Yeah, I think yeah. Green Lantern right. Whoa. have started What's on your mind? <laughs> <laughs> so t- talk about Morels a little bit, Rob. Yeah, um, it's... Uh, uh, the, the players are... Um, I don't know if you're supposed to be fairies necessarily, but you're people going out into the woods trying to collect mushrooms. It's a set collection game. And you want to... You're supposed to be fairies? I don't know. See... <laughs> when was that in the rules? Well... It's... There's some fairies on the art. They're on the art, but... <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. I don't know. Well, it has Do what a... you want with the story, It has man. a, a kind of... a fairy, it's okay. It has a kind of unclear sort of fantasy fairy tale theme to it. Sure, okay, sure. Fair, fair and, enough, fair enough. Yeah. 
Um, so, so you're trying to to, uh, to uh, collect sets of different kinds of mushrooms. Uh, uh, you can, yeah. There's a there's a uh, like a track of cards on the table that is constantly moving down. Every time you draw a card from the from the track, the card the, the track moves down. Uh, and new cards come out of the deck to fill the, the play is fill the, the empty spot. Um, and even if you don't draw something, the cards are going to keep moving forward. Uh, um, you want you want to get sets of three or more. You can also trade in uh, fewer sets to get sticks that allow you to poke through the force floor to get cards that are harder to get. Uh, you can get things like apple cider and butter uh, to mix with your your um, with your mushrooms to uh, to when you cook them in your frying pan to get points and get point multipliers for them. Uh, the basic concept is pretty simple, but the way it all comes together, I, I just really like. It's, my, it's like my wife's favorite game in the last three or four years. Yeah, it's it's good. My wife and I really enjoy that too. And and um, if you're curious, if there was awards um, for building the game podcast. Morels would probably win the most mentioned <laughs> game played by Rob Couch yeah. uh, in, in their show. It is it has hit my table at home more than anything else in a long time. Since since my wife and I started playing Carcassonne, that the the, the game that has replaced that is Morels. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's a that's a great review. A game that keeps coming back and keeps coming back. Yeah. That's that's very cool. All right, Rob. I think we got. Uh, th- thank you for that, Rob sure. and uh, Jeff. I think we have time for. One more uh, game mention if you have another one in mind. Sushi Go. Sushi Go. Sushi Go's... If you haven't played it again, it's another must. It plays better with more. Um, you can play it with two, but it just... I don't know, it's kind of predictable. It's a little predictable at that end, but when you play it with the more, it scales well in that sense. It's very quick. If you've played and enjoy Seven Wonders, it's the same sort of card drafting, pass your hand, um there's a little bit of deduction to it because you kind of got to figure out what people are going for because there's a lot of different ways you can score points you just score them straight out um, on the card you can build sets there's things that will affect your end game and that sort of deal Um, and then the general theme is kind of a moving sushi belt or sushi line and you're grabbing the different things and the art is so adorable I don't really get cutesy with things but I mean (laughs) if I could snuggle with the art I would. It's like a, it's like a little puppy or something. Like you just you can't help but go ah, and, yeah. and especially if if you have a uh, for the gentlemen out there that have a, a a woman in their life that they want to get gaming, it'd be a great one to start with because my wife loves it and she's actually she games a lot, but she's in love with the art too. And it's just a very simple, cute, uh, well thought out line or whatever. Awesome. I like it. I like it a lot. That was a game that was uh, kickstarted by, uh, I think, Adventureland. Adventureland I thought it, games? Was, it wasn't Indiegogo. Uh, well, uh, Indiegogo is like a, a crowdfunding. Oh, wait, okay, it's a think, crowdfunding yeah. platform, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. It, it was crowdfunded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's was the designer of Archaeology and a handful of other games, um, but it's been picked up in the U.S. That was an Australian publisher. It's been picked up by GameRight, so it has all new art now. Have oh, you well. seen any of the new art? Is it the red one? Uh, yes. Yeah, I like my art. You like the, your the art? The one I, I have the blue box one. <laughs> I think it's cute. It's gonna come in the game right tin. Um, I, I'll oh, go. It's in a tin. I'll go. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a tin. How you fan. really feel, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy. I have the copy. I do. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna buy it from Game Right because I, like game I, I don't right, mind tins, and it's unavailable in the version that you've got, and it looks it looks like a really fun, cute game. You, you're, you're right. So I'm looking forward to trying that one. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on my show. Um, just really quick, if you want to tell people how they can find more about you, uh, that's about all we have time for because our show is shorter than your guys' shows. 
Yeah, well, I'm on Twitter at poorly underscore designed. Uh, you can also look for Building the Game Podcast on uh, iTunes or buildinggamepodcast.com. Awesome. Uh, for us, happy mitten games, uh, like the mitten where we live, uh, .com, the happy mitten podcast on iTunes, or at happy mitten on Twitter. Awesome. Uh, Thanks again. My name is Jason Katarski. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Katarski. You can download our show. You can subscribe in uh, iTunes. You can go to 20minutesoffiller.wordpress.com. Or you can find me in Flint, Michigan, playing lots of fun little games uh, with family, with friends, and rocking out. And this is the worst wrap-up I've of any show Ooh, ever I, got, I, got. I still love you <laughs> thank you guys thank you guys so much um, and we'll see you next time uh, thanks for listening happy mitten wait happy gaming <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm done I'm done <laughs>